got so excited about the music, I forgot to take my mask off. <laughs> Welcome, everyone, and thank you, choir. Yes, yeah. So good morning, and we're glad you joined us here this Sunday. Um, our in-person services are 9.30 and 11.30 a.m. We're live streaming, and welcome to you all who are coming in live streaming. It's good to have you with us as well. Um, you can watch these services anytime on demand on our website or on YouTube. And actually, I just watched last week's again. <laughs> it was fun. Once again, we are bringing new gifts to local children who will need a little help. Shopping lists are in the garden court, and unwrapped gifts can be delivered to our Christmas tree in the court until December the 5th. All gifts are going to Prism's Holiday Toy Shop. As always, we thank you for your generosity for this program. Our Thanks Living Communion service will be Wednesday, November the 24th at 7 p.m. The Lord's Supper has become a sacramental rite in most Christian churches. So join Reverend Pat and Reverend Kevin as they interpret this ritual metaphysically based on the symbols involved. Join us in person or via live stream. We are planning several holiday ser services in both, both in person and live streaming participation. If you'll attend services online, we'd love to see you also in person on Sunday, November the 28th at 1.30 p.m. to deliver holiday goodie bags. So for those of you who are going to be coming uh, virtually, we've got little goodie bags for you to take home to use during those services. Um, pick up all the supplies, the Advent booklet, the candles, the white stone, etc., uh, for all of these special events. Ministers and staff will greet you in the rear parking lot at 1.30 on the 28th, if you'd like to do that. We've got new classes and new workshops on Zoom in December. Join me for the Advent Practices. This is a four-week class beginning Wednesday evening, December the 1st, and we'll be talking about Advent and the practices that we can use to help us in that preparation for the coming of the Christ. Then on Thursday evenings, we'll have a metaphysical journey, a trip to Bethlehem. This will extend through to Epiphany on, in January. And then on Sunday afternoon, December the 5th, Linda Neeb, is, will be, Linda Neeb will be presenting the Power of Breath workshop. There's more information on that on the website. Check it out. Our annual remembrance service returns in person and live on live stream, sorry, on Monday, December the 6th. This beautiful and uplifting service offers the comfort of holding loved ones close in our heart as we light candles and embrace special memories. You can submit names to the church office of those you would like to have remembered, and we will light a candle in honor of them, those who have passed from us. Details of all of the, our upcoming events and activities are on the church website. They're on our Facebook page. They're in our happenings at Unity and Peak of the Week. And, of course, you can always email or call the church for more information. And now, Reverend Pat, if you would lead us in our opening prayer. Thank you, Reverend Tony. Join me in prayer this morning. Just go to that place within your heart and within your mind where you know and you feel God's presence today. Let us take that universal breath of life, grateful for each other, grateful for the opportunity to be present here today, grateful for the changing seasons, grateful for this beautiful day. And we are blessed, blessed for our Unity Choir today that's joining us. We hold each and every member in this consciousness of love giving thanks for their service to Unity Minneapolis. Grateful for their return. We hold all of those that are experiencing challenges in their life, those that are experiencing illness, recent deaths. 
we hold them in our heart. And this morning we pray and we know that they know this divine presence within as peace, as comfort. And for that we are grateful. Grateful to be together in this community at this time. And together we say, thank you, God. Together, thank you, God. Let's try that again. Thank you, God. And yet again, thank you, God. Let's applaud this day, okay? And for our opening song. and please be seated. You sound good. You sound great this morning. It's so great to have you with us this morning. Welcome. And we certainly welcome those that are live streaming with us today as well. As you know, Unity is that open and welcoming, inclusive community. We teach practical teachings that help us to live meaningful and healthy and prosperous lives. Also, one of our core values here at Unity is that of welcoming. So my dear friends, this morning, if you, feel new, if you are new or you feel like you are new, or perhaps you've not been with us in some time, we would really like to acknowledge your presence. We invite you, if you would, just to take your courage in your hand and raise your hand as I raise my hand. New, feel like new, have not been with us for a while. Yes, we got some new, feel like new. Keep your hands up, please, until our ushers get to you. Also, my dear friends, if you're streaming with us this morning, those, if you feel new, there's a contact card there that you can fill out, and someone will reach out to you as well. There's also a, a contact card in that packet of information you're receiving. If you fill that out and turn that into our office, 
or to one of our ushers, we'll be happy to reach out to you as well. The rose is a gift from our congregation so that we can easily recognize you and give you a very personal welcome. All of that's important. And yet one of the most important things that's set on this platform each and every Sunday morning is this. And that is, my dear friends, wherever you are on your spiritual journey, wherever that may be, you are welcome here. We welcome you, we bless you, and we behold the living presence of the divine within you. Let's appreciate these marvelous guests, okay? This morning, we will affirm together our mission statement. Our mission statement is in your order of service. Let us affirm that together. Together, we are a vibrant, inclusive, prosperous, spiritual community, inspiring and empowering full expression of the divine within through prayer, education, and service. And now the fall book affirmation, it is also in your order of service. Together. Joy is always present within me, regardless of the circumstances in my life. Let's do that one again. Together, joy is always present within me, regardless of the circumstances in my life. Mr. Dave Ward, I'm going to invite to the platform. My name is Dave Ward. I'm a veteran of service in the United States Army. It is my honor to introduce your veterans to you this morning. This past Thursday, we celebrated Veterans Day. In so doing, we took time to recognize and to remember those who have served in military service to our country. Our men and women in American uniform play an important role in preserving and ensuring our rights and freedoms and a quality of life not available to many in the world. For those who served, military service took them away from friends, family, those they loved for short periods of time, sometimes for many, many months. It put them in a position of standing in harm's way if necessary so that we didn't need to. Everyone who has served made sacrifices of one kind or another, and some made the ultimate sacrifice. There are those who went into the military and didn't make it back. And there are those who served, returned home, lived their lives, and are no longer with us. Today, we take time to respectfully remember all of those who served and who have passed. Let us take a moment of silent prayer to honor those that are gone, to remember and to thank them for their service to our country and for all their contributions. Amen. Now, I have a favor to ask of you. When you're out and about in the grocery store, at the mall, filling up with gas, wherever it might be, and you see a veteran, usually from a cap or a jacket they're wearing, if you're comfortable doing so, would you please approach them and simply thank them for their service? Some of you may already do this, but I can tell you from experience, your gesture will be appreciated more than you can know and all through some experience, you may hear some remarkable stories in the process. When our veterans stand, would you please hold your applause? But when you do, would you also turn and acknowledge the veterans that are live streaming with us? Whether you are present with us now, this morning, or live streaming with us, if you're a veteran of service in the United States military in any capacity, would you please stand if you're able to do so? On behalf of our congregation, we thank you for your service to our country and to its people, for the sacrifices you made that were part of your time in uniform, and for your commitment to ensuring our freedoms. Ladies and gentlemen, these are your veterans. We now move deeper into spirit with the reading of the Daily Word. 
As the usher brings down the prayer box, you are mentally invited to add your prayers to the written requests in the box. After the service, the prayer box is located in the garden court where you may add your written requests. You may also submit an online prayer request via our website. Your prayers are then prayed with by our prayer ministry for seven days, and then they are forwarded to Silent Unity, where they are prayed with for an additional 30 days. The word for today, Sunday, November 14th, 2021, is prosperity. We affirm prosperity fills my life. Current flowing through my home's wiring provides light, but first I must flip the switch to turn it on. Divine substance, the building blocks of creation, is the source from which my prosperity grows, but first I must claim it in consciousness to live a prosperous life. The divine idea of prosperity is unlimited, more than sufficient to meet every need. I know true prosperity when I live from this truth. Giving freely and generously keeps prosperity at the forefront of my consciousness. I know the more I give, the more of myself I place into circulation, the more I will experience. As I give of myself, I increase the flow of prosperity in my life and in the world. And from Mark chapter 4, verse 24, and he said to them, pay attention to what you hear. The measure you give will be the measure you get, and still more will be given to you. We affirm, prosperity fills my life. The word for today is prosperity. Surely the presence of God is in this place. For you are in this place. And that divine presence expresses through you as you. Surely the presence of God is within this place. And so I invite you to join me in meditation. Begin to relax your body. And relax your mind. Let go of any concerns that you have for the next few moments. See them drifting away. You are in a safe place. So begin to go within. Go within to only that place within that you can go. Let go of the outer world and begin to focus your attention to your home, your home within. Indeed, it's time to come home. For that presence within is calling, calling your name, Softly and tenderly, divine whispers come home. 
So let us take a few moments as we breathe deeply. Knowing that we are indeed breathing the breath of the divine. Dr. Maya Angelou writes, we need joy as we need air. We need joy as we need air. We need water as we need water. And we need love. We need love as we need water. We need each other as we need the earth we share. We need joy as we need air. So now let us abide in God's joy. Know it, feel it. God has created you in joy, with joy, and has created you to express the joy that you are. So with this understanding, let's rest for a few moments in the stillness and in the quiet, and we rest in the silence, in the silence, in the silence. Thank you, God, for the quiet, the stillness, the peace. There is always an abundance of joy waiting, waiting for you and waiting for me, always present. Let us take a deep breath together. And as you exhale, just began to return to this time and this place, knowing that we have been in the kingdom of love, the kingdom of joy. And we say, thank you, God. And so it is. Amen. Sensing the tension in 
So, you know, want to to know what joy is? We just had it. Did you feel that? Oh, and I must say that, you see, the choir hasn't sung much since I came here. Actually, I'm thinking this is the first time I've heard the choir in the sanctuary since I got here. (laughs) <laughs> and I knew, I knew we had an amazing music program. We have an amazing music program. And you guys are awesome. <laughs> um, wow. I'm done. Okay, we can go home now. <laughs> wow. That was beautiful. That was truly, truly beautiful. So we've been talking about joy now for a month and a half, almost two. And I don't know about you, but I have thoroughly enjoyed the book, number one. I found it rich and uh, enriching. Um, And I also found it challenging. There were a number of places, especially as we were looking at those great things called the obstacles, um, that I found myself in challenge by some of that as well. But what I want to do today is to, um, this was Reverend Kevin's role as the closer, but I'm going to take the closer role today and close out a little bit. Because number one, we're getting ready to enter into what has historically been called the season of joy. The season of joy, our time starting with Thanksgiving and moving through all the way to Epiphany in that place of Ahanas. So let's talk about, one, what joy is. Um, I found a definition of joy. I've been struggling with that a bit because we say, well, it's not happiness. It's more than happiness. But give me a few words. I'm I'm one on words. And I don't even know who wrote this, but I found it online. And joy is a state of mind and an orientation of the heart. It is a settled state of contentment, confidence, and hope. I like that definition. For me, that distinguishes joy from the happiness that is expressing the joy. But it is that state of mind and the orientation of the heart to bring forward um, contentment and confidence and, and hope. And hope. Not in a fanciful, wishful thinking hope but in a way that hope originally was designed as that is d- defined as the expectation of things to come. There's a power in that hope as opposed to just wishful thinking. So number one, that was for me was joy. And then we looked at the, uh, the obstacles <laughs> to joy, and those were always fun, and I could relate to an awful lot of them. I don't know, you may have had your favorite obstacle. Um, I, I, I had a, a couple that I found to be sort of interesting, and I could, I could delve into them a little more deeply. Um, primarily, stress and fear. I liked those a lot. Um, hmm. And frustration and anger, which are tied very closely together. The others, the sadness, the grief... The despair, the loneliness, the envy, the suffering, adversity, and the fear of death 
surprised, I surprised myself in that I did not find myself so deeply questioning in those. I'm an introvert, so loneliness is, is something that I, I anyway, we'll, we'll, that's another lesson. We'll talk about that another time. But anyway, where I found myself was in that fear and in that stress and in that frustration and anger and, and getting a handle on that. And that would take away my joy. Um, for example, this morning, we have a routine in our house. I have two dogs. We get up, 7 o'clock. I throw on some things, put the coffee on, and we go out for a walk. Well, this morning, usually they don't let me sleep past 7.30. This morning, they decided I could sleep past 7.30. We were running late. I get outside. I looked at the, at the thing, and it's 23 degrees, and it's not going to give above 30 today. And I went, oh, you've got to be kidding me. <clears throat> My first reminder of the cold of Minnesota. But I, I just I didn't hit it right. It was like, gee, many crickets. Okay, let's go. Well, this was the morning when they decided that they had to smell every leaf on the planet and they didn't want to do their business. And I'm getting frustrated. Where does frustration lead? Anger. And of course, where I'm frustrated and where I'm angry is that I was the one that overslept. It wasn't their fault. But who got the brunt of my frustration? Until I took a deep breath. And I used one of the pillars that we've been talking about. Perspective, perspective, and a sense of humor, <laughs> and some acceptance that said, Tony, they're not going to be much, they're not going to hurry today. So just take a deep breath. Get a perspective. This is not going to end up the world. And Reverend Pat is not going to fire you if you don't make it to pray in at 9.05. Okay? <laughs> take a deep breath. It's going to be okay. And watch the dogs enjoy the snow. These are Maryland dogs, folks. <laughs> watch the dogs enjoy the snow. And then laugh at yourself for being so silly about getting so frustrated. <sighs> you take a deep breath. You look up and the sky is turning blue. And we're going to be singing, I choose joy. I choose joy. Because you see, <laughs> I called Lori last week <laughs> and said, I got this song. Ministers are so bad about that. I got this song. Of course, she already had the day planned. But thank you, Lori. Thank you, choir. Thank you all. Because then I could sing it. I could sing it in my head. I choose joy. I choose joy. I choose joy. I choose to be in a state of contentment, in a state of peace. Regardless of the fact that the dogs wanted to take an extra long time to walk today, I could enjoy them, and I could enjoy me, and then I could know that it was going to be okay, and I was going to get here on time. And then I'll come home, and they'll be there to love me. When we look at these obstacles and these pillars, we can intellectualize them until the cows come home. It sounds great. It sounds great to have perspective and stay humble and not put ourselves up as the best or the first or the only. But to remember, we're part of seven billion people. We're part of the large family. We can have humor. We can tell jokes or we can laugh at ourselves, but not, not in a way to demean ourselves or demean anyone else, but to see, just see the irony, to see the, the fun of it. We can do that. We have to remember to do that. We have to remember. We have to make a choice to do that.
it doesn't always come naturally, and especially in a world that we live in today. And so we accept that I, I'm going to be late. Okay, forgive myself for the fact that I overslept, not the end of the world, and step into the next thing. Step into being grateful that I have a place to come to that's loving and that's joyful and that I know I will be welcomed. Have compassion for myself um, and for those and reach out and know that there are those who have things going on in their lives that are much worse than the dogs aren't going to poop. And being aware of that and holding that in my heart and then holding them in my heart. It's a practice, um, Buddhist practice. It's medita. Medita is rejoicing in the fortune of others. And it's an amazing practice for us to find that joy, to get out from our own stuff and see the fortune, the good fortune, the joy for someone else. And generosity of spirit generosity of our talents, our time, and our treasure. All of these things are part of how we do what we need to do to bring that state of mind and orientation of the heart that is contentment, that is peace. I went back and looked. In the back of the book, uh, Book of Joy, there's a whole section on practices you might want to take a look at. A lot of uh, questions to ask, meditation, there's a practice, uh, and I'm probably not pronouncing it exactly correctly, it's called uh, Lojong, lo I think it is, Lojong. And Lojong is that part of putting ourselves in the other space. Stepping into and seeing it, sort of like perspective. But there's that ongoing practice of when I'm in with a, having a little issue with my son or with a clerk or whatever. Put myself in that place and experience what that individual might be working through. When I can do that, when I can shift into that space, I see a different way of thinking for myself. And I can have that compassion. And I can be generous with my time. But there are all kinds of practices that we can use. Just deep breathing. How many of you meditate? At least take 10 minutes out of your day just to sit and breathe. If you, you don't have to raise your hand, but okay. Sometimes we get this idea that meditation is sitting for hours. No, it's not. It's sitting in the moment. If you can do it, the longer you can do it, the, I find the longer I can sit still, the quieter I become as a general rule. But there have been days, especially in my early life, when I would, if things got rough at the office, I would just go into the women's room, sit in a stall and breathe for 15 minutes. That's meditation. Taking a deep breath when I get ready to yell at the dogs, is a form of meditation. And then there is the practice of sitting with intention to look at what's going on. What am I so upset about? What, is push, what button has been pushed in me that I am reacting to something that someone has said or done? What is button has been pushed in me that I need to take a look at. And then I can get things in alignment a little bit better. Yeah? This idea of finding joy starts with perspective attitude. It then moves into the thoughts that we hold. What is that principle again, that third principle in unity? Remember that third principle? What is that third principle? Thoughts held in mind <laughs> produce in the, in the outer after their kind, or whatever your phrase on that is. The most powerful statement I have ever heard in my life. 
thoughts held in my mind pre create my reality. Doesn't create yours. It creates my reality. And if I think the universe is a friendly place, thank you, Michael Showalter. If, if I think the universe is a friendly place and I hold that thought, even when everything around me is going to... I can, in fact, see the things in the universe that are there for me. Gary Simmons, one of our uh, ministers here, says, there's nothing and no one in this universe against you. Did you know that? There is nothing and no one in this universe that is against you until you make them there. It's a choice. Joy, peace, contentment. It is the power of my thought. And then I have to translate that into words. Into words. What are the words that you say on a regular basis when you're feeling stressed? I'd be willing to bet it's not. I think I need to take a deep breath. As often as it is. <laughs> Man, if they would just get it right, if they would just do, if she wouldn't say that, if I didn't have to get up so early in the morning. What are the words that we say? And if we know the words that we say, if we are conscious of the words that we say, we can reprogram our consciousness and then our actions. Because perspective, thoughts, words move to action. The words we think create the habits we develop, and the habits we develop are the actions we live with. Joy is about making the choice to have joy. And it's not always easy. It's just not. And you know what? That's okay. The recognize that it's not easy allows us to take the first step towards doing it. Being conscious, taking the breath before I speak, before I take an action, before I have the thought. just to take a deep breath. Say, what do I choose today? What do I choose today? I'm going to close today with, I'm going to read from the book. Um, it's a little long, but I want to ask you to bear with me. <clears throat> These are, at the end of the time together, um, Douglas Abrams asked both uh, the Dalai Lama and Archbishop Tutu to share something that they would like the reader to know about this process of joy. And here's what both of them said. I find it fascinating. They are such different men in so many ways um, and the way they express their views is, are so different and yet it's the same. It's the same ultimately. Here's what um, Archbishop Tutu said. He turned to the camera and he said this. Dear child of God, you are loved with a love that nothing can shake, a love that loved you long before you were created, a love that will be there long after everything has disappeared. You are precious, with a preciousness that is totally quite immeasurable, and God wants you to be like God, filled with life and goodness and laughter and joy. God, who is forever pouring out God's whole being from all eternity, wants you to flourish. God wants you to be filled with joy and excitement and ever longing to be able to find what is so beautiful in God's creation. The compassion of so many, the caring and the sharing. And God says, please help me. Help me to spread love and laughter and joy and compassion. And you know what, my child? As you do this, hey, presto, you discover joy. Joy which you had not sought comes as a gift, as almost the reward for this non-self-regarding caring. 
for others. And then Mr. Abrams turned to his holiness and said, and sir, what would you say? And he said, I hope this book leaves you with more hope and a sense of greater responsibility rooted in genuine concern for others' well-being. You see, in order to become a happy person, we need to live more from the compassionate part of our nature and to have a sense of responsibility towards others and the world we live in. In this century, if we make an attempt with realistic effort and clear vision, we can really, we can really have a happier world, a more peaceful world, a kinder and more compassionate world. And so my hope is that this book can be a contribution towards bringing about this happier humanity. He adds, nobody expects this book alone will change the world. No, that's impossible. But from various quarters with common effort and a vision that thinks about humanity, we can achieve unity and harmony with a sense of brotherhood and sisterhood, of family, with the oneness of humanity. And all these small problems here and there, I think ultimately we will solve. But we must also address the bigger problems. When the larger systemic problems are addressed, then the smaller problems will also be solved quite easily. So all of us, spiritual family, have a re special responsibility, have a special role to make that the ultimate source of a meaningful life is within us. If we live in this way until our last breath comes, we will be happy, we will be a happy person. That's the goal of human life, to live with joy and with purpose. I hope you found guidance and help and support on this path through the book of joy. And may you live your life with purpose and with joy.
thanks to our choir, your choir always brings a sense of excitement, you know, and a sense of wholeness as well. Just great to have you with us. And thanks for our music team this morning. We have the home team in place this morning, and it's great to have you guys back as well. Thank you, Judy. Thank you. Uh, it's been a wonderful morning. Thanks for a wonderful lesson, Reverend Tony. It's been wonderful, yes. So this is the opportunity, my dear friends, for us to practice that spiritual law of circulation, that law of giving and receiving. And we thank you for your gifts in advance. There's many ways to do this. First of all, there's a QR code on your program. You can give electronically. There's also receptacles as you exit the building. You can drop your check or envelope there as well. And also, you can go on our website at any time and donate as well. So let us know together our, our, our offertory blessing. It's found in your order of service. Let us affirm that together. Together, divine love flowing through me blesses and multiplies all that I give, all that I receive, and all that I am. And now silently. Thank you, God. Amen. So let us bless these gifts. We do so with great joy. We send these gifts forth to fulfill our vision and mission of a transformed world. Thank you. Thank you, God. Thank you, God. And so it is, and so we let it be. Amen. Our on-duty unity prayer chaplains, I'm going to invite you to please stand. These individuals arrived early. They held sacred space in the sanctuary. And today they're here to hold that sacred space with you, to listen with the ears of their heart, to pray aloud with you, and then to hold what they have heard in the strictest of confidence. So today, if you have a prayer request, by all means, seek out a Unity Prayer Chaplain. Thank you for your service, and you may be seated. You don't want to miss next Sunday. It's what we refer to as Gratitude Sunday here. It's the Sunday before Thanksgiving. And did you know that gratitude is a game changer? Gratitude changes everything. We're so grateful and we are blessed next week to be able to install and acknowledge two licensed Unity teachers as we install them in service here at this community. So <clears throat> come and be a part of that. Also, next Saturday the 20th, we celebrate the life of John Riley. John served for many years in this church. He served on our board at one time. He served on our finance team. He served in many different areas of service. And we celebrate his life at Brook, Brookview Golf Course in Golden Valley. Desserts and coffee at 1, and then the service is at 2 p.m. So come and support Judy and that family as much as you can. That would be Saturday the 20th. Many other things happening here. We invite you to take those and, and consider what is yours to do here. I'm going to invite Reverend Tony to come forth with us as we prepare for our 
prayer for protection, and our peace song. We also hold our children in prayer this morning and all those that are working with them. So I'm invite you to please stand for our prayer for protection. So let us know together that the light of God surrounds us. I am light. The love of God enfolds us. I am love. The power of God protects us. I am power. And the presence of God watches over us. I am presence. Wherever we are, I is and all is swell. supposed to be, feel good about where I stand, so I can make the most of me, I'm coming back down from space, a million miles away, there's a lot of love in this place, and I just want to say, I'm good, I'm good, I'm Like a way to be a better person If you become too 